Hi everyone, I'm Brittany. And I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terra Girls. Thanks for joining us for episode five of the Terra Girls podcast. Yay! It's crazy to think we've been already on five episodes. We're professional podcasters. That's not true. (laughs) And by that I mean we just keep making them. (laughs) Um, We have another guest with us. This is a longtime friend of mine, of Terra Running Companies, and a very inspirational runner to the Cleveland running community. And so we're really excited to have our friend Olivia Blazer on. Hi, Olivia. Hey. Thanks for being on the Terror Girls podcast. Well, thanks for the opportunity. I'm so honored. So for our warm-up, <laughs> we're going to ask you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because if you listen to episode four, we completely skipped through the warm-up. warm-up. We, we just dove right into asking dusty questions about Vol State. But now we're like, now we're like jumping, we're jumping too fast into it. Okay. Think? Should, okay, should, calm should, down, Brittany. <laughs> should we, should we hear Chill who out. Olivia is? Okay, fine. Olivia, tell us who you are. Okay, so my name's Olivia Blazer, and um, I'm a wife and a mom and a teacher and a daughter and um, and a child of the king. Yay. <laughs> How uh, are you from Cleveland? Yes, I was born in Cleveland and raised here. I went to school in Cookville at um, Tennessee Tech University, and I did my graduate work at UTC, and, and I live here. I first met Olivia working in the running store. It's one of the best parts of working in the running store. You meet a lot of people from the community. But I actually don't know how you guys met. How did Brittany and Olivia, how did you guys know each other? Just the running store, right? Yeah. So um, our family is friends with the Coulters who own the bike shop. yeah. And so we were always over there. My brother is a bike mechanic, and so he was working there on and off. And so... Um, so we found out that there was a store beside the bike shop that we might be interested in, and we wandered in there one day, yeah. and we loved it. And I bet your kids were little. Oh, they and were. And then your dad was the boy. How did your dad, uh, what was his relationship to Jimmy, one of my first employees? Oh, yeah. Your dad was like the Boy Scout. Yeah, he was the Scoutmaster at Troop 10 mm-hmm. at Broad Street United Methodist Church for a long time. Yeah, and, and Jimmy and his brothers, who was one of my first employees at Terra, um, was close with your family. And yes. so we, yeah, just. And Jimmy was an that. Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. one of my dad's Eagle Scouts. You guys so, did a, yeah. they did a lot of work at Johnston Woods, right? They On sure the trails did. at Johnston yes. Woods. And so their Eagle Scout group really helped create or preserve those they did a lot of work over at Johnson Woods. Yes, and they continue to do so. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. me and Olivia just through the store, through running, we've run together, we've gone through ups and downs together as friends. She's put fake eyelashes on Uh, me. I have. That sounds like a story. It's so hard. (laughs) It was not easy. They were magnetic. They were magnetic eyelashes and they were hard. Yeah. 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 Wow, you guys are true friends. She rose to the challenge. I did. I did. I love it. It's small it's small town community at its best really definitely Absolutely. definitely okay okay now we can go into the warm-up okay <laughs> thank you fine fine okay I just like my schedule you know I keep to it okay mm-hmm. Olivia we're gonna give you um, we're gonna shoot off some questions and you tell us the first thing that comes to your mind okay all right. What's your favorite food? Chocolate and popcorn. Ooh, Ooh together? together? Well, okay, yes, but separately too. Yeah. Yeah, sweet and salty. Mm, I love that. I like I love it. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have the choice, is it book, movie, 
or nap? At this point in my life, it's nap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But when I was a little girl, no. Yeah. No nap. Book or movie? It would be be book. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Olivia has two very energetic kids, so <laughs> it probably keeps you busy. That's right. Best TV show ever made. Okay, so I'm going to say movie, mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind. Mm. It's my favorite. Yep, that's a classic. Still Magnolia's classic. second. Mm-hmm. Close second. Great choices. Okay, mountains or beach? Ooh, beach, beach, beach. Mm. So we live in the mountains. Right, so. right. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite beach that you guys go oh back to Oh, my gosh, time? I love Destin. Mm. I just love Destin. I love the gulf. I love the water. Mm-hmm. I love the sand. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nap on the beach? Yep. No. no. Not when you have children. <laughs> okay, you're just it. like That's constantly fair. afraid they're going to drown. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get sucked There's away. There's no relaxing as a mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you currently reading a book? No. Sadly, it's because <laughs> my life is so crazy, and when I sit down, I just fall asleep mm-hmm. because I am so tired because I just go, go, go. Yep. And so I'm embarrassed to say right now that I'm not reading a book. It's sad. That's sad okay. For me. I have a stack on my bedside table yep. to read. You're ready to read when, yes. when life will give you a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, you know, mm-hmm. seasons of life. It is a season. You go through a phase where you'll read a lot or yes. run a lot or yes. whatever, and then seasons where you just don't can't do it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, don't don't worry, everyone. You are a language arts teacher, aren't you? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh-huh. you know, she's, Always. she's got her credentials down as far as uh, literature goes. She's a reader <laughs> at heart, just okay. like us. Yes. Um, last warm-up question. Okay. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? I think it's just positivity. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. Like, um, the power of positivity is... It is a super thing to have, and and no matter what life throws at you, like if it if it's good, if it's bad, whatever, like just being able to step back and evaluate the situation and look at it and and try to find a silver lining or smile or um, or just find the joy and embrace that in a situation that's hard, that it changes everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, and Olivia, I know firsthand. Olivia has that superpower for sure (laughs) thank you so tell us a little bit about your running tell us about your running journey have you always run when did you start oh I know everybody's like oh all these runners are like oh my knees and I'm like what's wrong and they're (laughs) like well I've been running since middle school and I'm like oh I didn't do sports at all Uh um like well I swam in um as a child and and I lifeguarded for 16 years but I, I wasn't a runner I never did real sports Um, like group sports or anything. I I played softball, but mostly did ballet on the field. It was boring, you know, just waiting (laughs) for the ball. Yeah, I mean, I did ballet for 12 years, too. And um, but anyway, no group sports. So I think I was over 40 and my brother was like, Olivia, you should really start running. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, like I only ran if something was chasing me, you know, and you only have to be faster than the person, you know, who's behind you so that you can um, get away. Because I figured, you know, like if something's if I'm running, something bad is happening. So you better run, too, you know. But (laughs) but um, he was like, you would be a beast. And I was like thinking back to my 20s, you know, like I used to be a beast. Like I used to have, you know, my body was a weapon. And I was just like, yes, it was awesome. And and. And then, um, but then, you know, like you, you become a mother and things change and, and you age. And, and so 
so, um, and I was like, well, and he was like, you know, you really would be a beast. You should try it. And I'm like, you're crazy. Anyway, the next day, I can't not take a challenge. So I, I, I took off from my house down the road and I ran for eight minutes and my, <laughs> I was sweating all over and my mouth was doing this horrible, weird spittle thing. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And there was literally sweat running and dripping off the end of my nose. And I was just like, this is horrible. I hate it. <laughs> and I made myself run and then there was another hill. So I just stopped. And then I I walked all the way back home. It was so pitiful. And so anyway, so the next day I was like so sore, but I was like, I'm just going to do it again. And I ran for nine minutes. And so then the next day I ran for 10 minutes and my body was aching so badly by that next night. But like I kept trying to run one minute more every day. And so I remember um, running around in circles on our property. We have like five acres. And so I was running in circles and thinking that I was like rocky when I got to 20 minutes. Like I was doing the the run up the steps and like, you know, pump your arms thing. I yep, was like, yep. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and my husband's just laughing. You know, like covering his face when he sees me do it. But like I was so proud of myself. And so so I started um, thinking, well, maybe I could do a mile. Like if I can run for 20 minutes while well, I was running a mile already, I just didn't know it because I was running for time, not distance. So I started looking at running apps on the phone and um, and tracking my pace and my mileage and and it started, um, that was like maybe in July, which is like the worst time of the year to start running. <laughs> yep, especially then, in Tennessee. I know, right? And then, um, so it became fall, and then Terra Running Company started advertising the Tall Betsy 6K. Mm, that and was a fun one. Yes, yeah. and I was like, hmm. And so my sister-in-law was like, let's sign up. And I was like, I don't want to do a race. Didn't want to do it. They talked me into it. So I signed up, and I... Um, and I had fallen. I was running on Peerless Road. I had fallen then like maybe a week before that and slid on the concrete, like did the Superman, dragged my face on the concrete, my teeth on the concrete. Like I had gravel embedded in my front teeth, had to go get it extracted by the dentist. I had oh my gosh. <laughs> no skin on my knees or my hands. It was bad. But I ran that race like that. And, um, and I remember running and talking, and there were people behind me talking while I was running the race. And and it turned out to be Morgan, oh, our friend Morgan. Yeah. I didn't know it at the time, uh-huh. but I remember, like, being so annoyed, not with her, but just with people talking. And I was like, who can even talk like yeah. this? <laughs> yes. you know, You're like, hopping and puffing, and they're I just I was, like, chatting. dying, and they're just like, la, la, la. <laughs> and I was like, that's not normal. <laughs> and so, um, so then, I, like, it was an out and back. I was on the way back, and there was this girl in front of me, and I was running running so hard and it was almost time for the finish and and I was just like oh my goodness I I don't want this girl to pass me she had passed me and then she was in front of me and I thought well maybe I could get her back and and then I was like I feel like I'm gonna throw up and then I was like I'm not gonna throw up in front of everyone slow down a little bit so I did and I think I got second place wow in that race yeah guess what 
that girl was in my age division, and she beat me by like 13 seconds. Oh, oh wow. man. And I did not know any of this. This was my first race, so I didn't know about any of that. So I was like, what? <laughs> I could have had her. I could have taken her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was like, never again. <laughs> so anyway, that just like whetted my appetite for racing because like at first I was like, I'm never doing this again. I hate it. It's horrible. And then I got second place and I got that little wood burned uh-huh. trophy plaque. plaque. Yep. Yes. Oh, I still have it hanging on my wall. Like, so that's such a... That, and I got a pumpkin mm-hmm. from memory. Y'all gave out pumpkins. Yep. So, like, I was so pleased. But that just started everything, and it snowballed from there. And then I started setting goals for myself and trying to – I didn't even know what PR meant, but I started trying to PR learned, and mm-hmm. I started trying to PR, and I did every time, and I was so excited. And then um, started setting goals for myself. Y'all were giving out the coins mm-hmm. for um, for the mileage for mm-hmm. race, miles raced, and and so I was excited about that, and and then I started setting goals for myself, like um, miles per month, and decided I wanted to run 100 miles a month. And so I started trying to do that, mm-hmm. and and some months I would get it, and some I didn't. But now it's a thing, and if I don't get it every month, like well, I do get it every month. Yeah, there is no not getting <laughs> yeah. it every I month. Talked, I think I talked to you at the end of a, a summer month this year, mm-hmm. and your son Amos told me she has to run like 20 miles in the next two days or something to get 100 oh, miles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you did it. It was July. Yes. yes. Was my a- mother had had a terrible fall, and so oh. I had been taking care of her. My dad was out of town, and so I, I didn't get to run for a long time, and so I ended up, at the end of July, I had to run 60 miles in six days. Oh, so I did it. I ran 10 miles a day for six days. Oh, my gosh. To get that 100. Yeah. But I did it. You did it. You did it. I was not going to not get it. That's amazing. What a cool journey to hear from the beginning. I always love hearing people's, like, origin story, right? Mm -hmm. What you thought was amazing and so hard then to what you're doing mm-hmm. now and it was amazing and so hard it and was. what you're doing now is amazing and so hard so yes. we, I just love to hear about that kind of progression yeah um and also to give people inspiration you could be doing nothing right now and mm-hmm. that doesn't mean a year from now you yeah. couldn't be running the tall Betsy 6k right. well we don't have it but something <laughs> well, like I, it <laughs> yeah. like I hated it for two whole months mm-hmm. I hated running and I was like I hate it but I saw results in my body and like I felt good and Mm -hmm. I I didn't get runners high for two months but I (laughs) I, I felt good about myself and and then after that when I started liking it that's when the whole runners high thing started coming but like I saw results in my body and my muscles were getting more toned and I felt healthier and and I was sleeping better and so and then I like it was addictive Mm -hmm. you know but it was the healthiest thing that I've ever been addicted to and hated (laughs) That's so, what a good, what a, this could be our tagline. Right? I did hate it, but now I love it. I could be addicted to Coca-Cola, but I love it. I don't Uh, hate it, but it's not healthy. (laughs) Running is the opposite of that. Okay, I want to know, because I have brothers. Was that an older brother, a younger brother? He's my younger brother. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it, (laughs) It's going to be that younger brother thing. So does he run? 
or does no. he was he just like Olivia? You uh, no. run. Yes. <laughs> you just it. knew you well enough to know this is something that you could love yes. and also hate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's very physically fit. He um he was a fireman for a long time. Mm-hmm. Years and years and years and has just retired from the fire department in Bradley County, but yeah, always very physically fit. Always posting videos of himself doing like one arm push-ups with like 50 pound weights oh in the gosh. other hand oh and you know like gosh. always crazy videos yeah. from uh-huh. his name is Hank oh man so, that's awesome yeah good well times. you kind of hit on it a little bit and we're joking that you know we also like hate running sometimes but what do you like what do you like about running what brings you back to it month after month to run 100 miles oh my gosh there's something about it that just helps me clear my head you were just talking about um earlier about a run Um, before we started our podcast, that you were going to get your run in today. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't even gotten a run today. And I was like, "Mm." but I get it. Like, it is something that just when you are having a hard day and you go, it just clears your head. Like, for me, like, it just makes it, it brings me to a place of peace Mm -hmm. where I can just be and exist. I don't have to answer questions, make decisions, be anything for anybody. It's just for me. And, And I love that. And... Um, you know, I, I've been through some tough things in my life. I know we all have our own hard journey that we're fighting and we battle every day. But, um, like, I could leave the house upset about something. Um, I had a pretty catastrophic diagnosis a few years ago. And so, like, at the first, when I was first diagnosed, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2019 in February. And so, like, when... And I grieved over that, like like a death. And I, I cried for like two weeks. And I'm not a crier, but I did. And and so I would I couldn't sleep because I was so upset. And I, I would leave the house at like 3.30 in the morning because I couldn't sleep. So I thought, oh, might as well just go run. So I would leave upset and, and stressed and like my chest hurting because I was so stressed. And, and like by mile two, I was feeling so much better, like calm, mm-hmm. cool, collected, and and it was my time to to talk to God and just um, just be and and be still in His presence, even though really I wasn't being still mentally. I was so uh, so that's a big thing for me. Um, it's hard for me to be still, so maybe that's part of it too. Mm-hmm. And and just being active and and I think also setting an example for my children. You know, like. Um, I'm their best model, you know, I'm, I'm their first teacher and, and I'm irreplaceable in that role. So I think, you know, like setting an example and raising them up, there's a Bible verse about that, raise a child up in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not stray from it. And so like, regardless of whether they want to be runners when they're older or not, you know, like, I feel like it's my responsibility and my duty, um, it's a gift from God to be able to, to give that to them and to show them the way, what to do. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned your breast cancer diagnosis a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, how did running interact with that? At that point, you were running a lot. Yeah. Um, did it interrupt your running? How how did that work? Well, so I, um, I had had a couple of breast cancer scares before 2019. Maybe it was 2017. I can't remember. But anyway, they told me, I'm just going to be really blunt here. Is that okay? Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So I had um, what was called fibrocystic breast, which means you have like little knots in your breast. And so, um, so they had 
found a lump in my breast a long time ago, and they said, oh, well, it's just a fi- you just have fibrocystic breasts. This is going to keep happening. So I would go to Mary Ellen Loker for my mammograms. They would look at my breasts, do all the things um, that are so uncomfortable, and then um, they would tell me, oh, yeah, you're okay. It's cool. And, I, you know, they said, well, you know, you've got fibrocystic breasts. It's, it's going to keep happening. So just, you know, be aware of that. And I was like, okay, that's fine. This is just the way God made my body is what I thought. So I had trained for a marathon, and I was so excited, and I ran a marathon. I guess my first official marathon was in November of 2018, and it was Chickamauga, and I was running that, and um, and I had a sports bra on, and I had put my phone. It was like mile 18. I was running up a hill. I was tired, and I was by myself. Like, there's a point in every race where I'm just by myself because <laughs> everybody passes me, which is cool. And uh, so I had, like, turned my phone on speaker and called my mom. And, like, I stuck it in my sports bra so I didn't have to hold it So because I was running up the hill. And I was trying to work my arms to help drive me up the hill. So... Um, So I was talking to her, and when I stuck the phone in there, like, there was a spot there that was not pliable, and I was like, that's weird. So anyway, I didn't think anything about it, because they said, oh, yeah, fibrocystic breasts, no big deal, and I was like, okay. Well, so that was November, and then I didn't think a thing about it, and then in February, there was a Terra um, Trail Half. Mm-hmm. At and, Johnston Woods. Yeah. Yes, at Johnston Woods. And it had rained, like, for the entire time <laughs> up until that race. So it was a big, muddy mess. And there were creeks everywhere that we had to jump across that normally weren't there. So it was so fun. But um, anyway, I fell during that race because um, it just felt like, Brittany, that it was uphill <laughs> the whole way. <laughs> and I mean, I was just struggling so much and um, and I was prepared for it, but like, um, you know, like once we started going downhill, I got so excited. I lost my feet mm-hmm. and I just went flying, did the Superman again oh, and no. slid on my chest. And I remember coming through the checkpoint after that, like, well, first of all, I got up and I was like, praise the Lord that nothing's broken. Like, it hurts so bad. But I was like, thank you, Jesus, that it's okay. And I slid on my chest, but like, and I was filthy. And I came through the checkpoint and I remember seeing you and you were like, oh my God, are you okay? It was obvious. I had fallen. I was covered with mud. It was so funny. I had it on my face. It was everywhere. And so I got home from that race and, um, I was taking stock of everything. I wasn't injured from the fall, no bruising, but that lump in my breast was bigger. So that was President's Day weekend. So I went to the doctor the next day, and they were like, yep, you need to um, see an oncologist. So I did, and they did a biopsy, and they said, oh, we don't expect it to be cancer, but I think they say that to all the girls. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Anyway, it was, and and I actually, you probably don't know this, but I was on my way. That was on a Monday. I found out on Wednesday that it was cancer. They were going to call me, but they didn't. So after school, I called them, and I was on my way to Terra Running Company to pick something up that I had ordered, and um, and I called them, and they said it's cancer, and I was floored. And so I remember I parked, and I just sat there and cried for a second. 
like shocked and then I had to go into the store and get what it was <laughs> because like I had errands to run like life goes on and I still was a mom and I still had responsibilities and I had things to do and children to pick up and so Holly was there and she waited on me and sweet Holly and I just kept my gooder sunglasses on the whole time because I was trying to keep <laughs> yeah. it together yep. and um, and one of my friends was actually running at that moment and she knew I was waiting on the call and called me and said what happened and when she heard my voice she was like oh I know what it is and so she said hold on I'll be right there and so I came out of the store and she met me on the sidewalk mm. And we just hugged and cried and hugged and cried. And um, and then life went on. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, w- I decided that I wanted to keep running. Um, surgery was imminent. I mean, I wanted it out. Mm-hmm. And um, so I decided on a double mastectomy. And I was still trying to get my 100, 100 miles a month. And I so I thought, well... <laughs> I'm just going to um, I'm just going to run as fast and as much as I can, and until I have surgery. And my surgery was scheduled in March. It was March 20th, and so so I got 60 miles that month instead of 100, mm-hmm. and I was sad. And I remember you ran a race like March 19th or something, didn't oh, you? Yes. You ran a 5K like. 10 minutes before your surgery or something. Oh and, and didn't you wear shirts? Yes. What did, you, what did your shirt oh, say? that's right. Okay, so my friend Sharon Smith had made shirts for us, and we uh-huh. ran that race together. Mm-hmm. And it, hers said, check your bumps for lumps. And mm-hmm. mine said, last race with the girl. <laughs> and it was like the day, it was a St. Patrick's Day yes. race at the Greenway. Yes. Like truly the day before, yeah, two days before. it just was. Yeah. And, and you, you and I hadn't talked about it yet. Mm-hmm. And you came up to me and you said, you are so strong. Mm. And I looked at you and I smiled and I was like, I don't have any choice. Mm -hmm. You really don't. People say that to you. Oh, you're so strong. But like, what else are you going to do? I mean, it's the other choices lay down and die. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and we're not, you know, as women, that's not in our makeup. Mm -hmm. We're just not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So, um it's great to be a girl. <laughs> yep. You are so strong. I mean, often you're right, there is no choice. But yeah. still, I think that's so inspirational that yeah. you got the diagnosis and your answer was, I'll run as much as I can. And yeah. 60 miles that month is, I incredible. mean, incredible. I mean, oh. that's uh, that's amazing because that you had every excuse in the book to just stop and, you know, know that surgery was coming. So mm-hmm. that's amazing. Oh, well, thank wow. you. That race was such a great race, too. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, I won overall female on that race. That's awesome. Wow. That was the only race I've ever <laughs> run. That's amazing. And, wow. and gotten overall female, you know, first place. Mm-hmm. And, and my brother was like, well, there were only two people running, Olivia. There's like, <laughs> only two girls. This and I'm like, stop <laughs> it. Because what a brother. What, I what was a like, brother. what did you say that I was going to be when I started running? Uh-huh. Right. And he was like, you're not a beast yet. And I was like, really? <laughs> so, and it came full circle. Yeah. Finally, um, he did admit that I was a beast. But that was only after I ran a marathon five days after I finished radiation treatments. Oh, so my So, he was like, I was like, so, I, I need to hear you say it. And Go he? ahead and say it out loud. He was like, yeah, you're a beast. And so you ran all the way through your treatments, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. What was that like? 
Oh, gosh. It was so hard sometimes. Sometimes it was okay. Sometimes it was really hard. Chemo makes everything harder. It just felt like, you know, like how in NASCAR racing, like some of the the cars have like governors on their engines so they can't go so, so fast. That's what it felt like. It felt like almost like God was holding his thumb down on me. Um, It was just hard. I mean, I just felt sluggish and and, um, not weak, but just slow. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't know that I was really any slower than normal. It was just harder than normal. And um, we ran the July 4th run um, mm-hmm. that, and I was bald that, that year that, that I ran with Sharon and, and I was saying it was so hot and, and it was four miles. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, only was four a, miles. We did like a 4th of July four mile yes. red white and blue run yes. yeah, yeah you did and run. I was I was just dying and I was like Sharon when we get to four miles like I'm not running all the way back to Tara when we get to four I'm just gonna stop and she was like Olivia you can because your kids are impatient and I was like what <laughs> like I'm like I know my kids are impatient like I do have two very impatient children I'm impatient so I was like yeah I know they're impatient like why are you saying that she's like you don't even hear what I'm saying she's like your brain doesn't compute it like you still don't get it she goes I'm not saying your kids are impatient I'm saying you are a cancer patient <laughs> And I was like, oh. <laughs> so, like, no, she's right. Like, I didn't hear that because I didn't want to hear that. Yep. Like, I just didn't think of myself that way. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was bald. I mean, yeah, I had a port in my body where, and it stuck out like a, oh, it was horrible. Like, it was bulbous and ugly, and I hated it. But, like, it was a lifesaver. I Mm -hmm. had to have it. And so, like, all of those things, you know, made me into this cancer patient. But, like, I still didn't think that I was. And I think, I guess, in my mind, I just minimized it, you know. But then, like, when you hear the doctor say, wow, you fought a very aggressive cancer and you won. Like, you've been through so much. And I'm like, why do you say that like that? Or when they say like, you know, like we were talking about radiation and I didn't want to do radiation. You know, of course, nobody wants to. And and they were like, well, you know, like if you do it, you have a better chance for survival. And I'm like floored when they say stuff like that. And I'm like, why, why do you say it like that? Mm-hmm. Like better chance for survival. And they're like, I'm just being honest. It is serious. Mm-hmm. Like, it's super serious. But I think, you know, I just try to um, minimize things and be positive and think the best about a situation. And so, like, maybe just kind of gloss over it. Mm-hmm. And um, and But really, it was very serious. And I think, you know, having a good attitude about it and having a positive attitude and trying to minimize it and, and not <clears throat> saying no and still trying to do all the normal things helped me through that like Mm -hmm. um I had a great network and support group of friends and and my family was amazing I had people who put fake eyelashes on me (laughs) when all my hair fell out me yes and you know like 
um, you know, Brittany would open the store for me when I was on chemo and couldn't be around anybody. And she would she would let me come to the store and shop for shoes so that I was by myself and couldn't get so I wouldn't get germs when my light mm-hmm. counts were so low that it was dangerous for me. So, you know, like it just takes a village and, and we all take care of each other. And, and I certainly couldn't have done it without my faith and and the Bible verses that God gave to me, you know, little by little. And, and, you know, he, during that whole cancer journey, gave it to me in little bits because, like, if I had known what was going to happen at the very beginning, I would have lost my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, it was too much, and it's overwhelming. But but when you find it out in little small increments, like, it's, it's doable. Like, you can swallow it little mm-hmm. by little. Yep. So. Wow. But That's, running saved my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really inspired by how you really didn't let yourself be a victim in the, throughout the whole process. You really kind of leaned into, no, I'm going to do this. And wow, that's just amazing. I still can't get over If you've ever run a marathon, you know how difficult that is. I cannot mm-hmm. get over the fact that she ran a marathon five days after having radiation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did your doctors ever like freak out? Were they like, yes, continue to run? Or were they I like, remember, that's what they said. <laughs> I remember thinking like we, we would like, she was training for a marathon while in radiation too. Yes, you know, yes. like that. So the marathon yeah, was after and in radiation. Too, yeah. yeah. But the training, like, you know, the race is one thing. The training yeah. for it, like keeping up your weekly mileage, I remember having lots of conversations with, with Olivia saying, yeah. like, you don't need to do that. You don't need yeah. to run this much, but you did need to. Maybe mm-hmm. not physically, but emotionally. Yeah. Like, and that mentally. was something you could control. And, um, yeah, you were going to do it. <laughs> yeah. There was literally no talking to you out of yes, it. Yes, <laughs> yes. And, and that's the thing. Like, tell me I can't. You know, like, that is a thing that, like, my husband, bless him. He was a runner in middle school. He's always been a runner. And he's an amazing runner. He's fast. Like, he did a half marathon, ran his first half a few years ago, and subdued on his mm-hmm. first one. You know, like, he's a great runner, and he's a great example for our kids. But, like, he told me after my first marathon the next race was the thanksgiving day 5k Mm -hmm. and it was just very close Mm -hmm. um because i i mean maybe the next week Mm -hmm. after the chickamauga marathon and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna podium on that race and he was like you you can't do that and i was like what (laughs) like did you just say i can't and he was like it's not that i don't think you can olivia he was like look your body is used to running this pace this mileage you're like your endurance like you've trained yourself for endurance not for a sprint like your body hasn't recovered from the marathon yet like that takes weeks for your body to recover and i'm just like whatever so like i went out there and guess what (laughs) tell us i podiumed i was just like and i I want a turkey. Yep. Yeah. You, <laughs> you want so, an entire frozen turkey. Yes, I did. And so, um, you know, like, tell me I can't do it. Yeah. That's amazing. It's yeah. motivation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm getting out of this is if you want Olivia to do something, just tell her she can't do something uh-huh. and it's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. Well, Let's, let's move on to our final lap questions. Um, so we ask everyone this each week. Um, can you give us some advice that you uh, would give to someone who doesn't run, a non-runner? What would you tell them? 
Okay, well, like, if you're interested in running, just try it. Like, um, I, I tried it and hated it. And I and I even talked to my best friend about it because she would, she would run. She would text me, hey, do you want to do, like, a 5K in, um, in Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge? And I'd be like, is she texting the right person? Like, I don't even know who she's talking to. You know, like, and then I'd be like, are you talking to me? Like, because I just wasn't a runner and I didn't think about it and I didn't want to and I didn't. Um, didn't enjoy it at first, but like I just say, like if it's something you want to do and you you think you might want to make it a part of your life, just keep at it. Like just give it a chance because like it really has made a huge positive difference in my life and it has trained me. Like it prepared me to do the hardest journey I've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, like it prepared me that positive thinking and the positive attitude you have to have when you run because it is so hard. It is hard, and we can do hard things, but we can't do hard things if we're negative and we're thinking negatively. Um, so you've got to be your own best coach and, and, and build yourself up. So I think that um, just keeping positive and, and keeping at it, is that would be my best advice for somebody who's not interested in running. And, and don't push yourself to into oblivion so that you're so sore or or in, that you injure yourself, but also to push yourself and set goals for yourself. Um, and, I mean, sore is good. Mm-hmm. It, it means you're growing and you're improving, but I, I know it's uncomfortable too. But, I mean, I learned the best way to get that soreness out is to go for a run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like after my second marathon, after the radiation treatments, and I did that marathon, I did the Seven Bridges Marathon, my husband, I ran a 5K the next day, and my husband was so mad he was like, why did you do that? And I'm like, I just wanted to be able to move and walk down the stairs. Mm-hmm. like, Because my son was like, Mommy, why are you walking down the stairs like a robot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's hard. But, yeah. like, I think, you know, also being in a community of runners and listening to people and learning from them, that's huge. Um, just to know that, yeah, if I run the next day, it's going to help. Mm-hmm. Or do this and not this and, mm-hmm. and try this and this really works. And yeah, just being in that community, um, that's super helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you have any advice that you would give to someone who has maybe started running? Um, they're a new runner, but they're not a non-runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think either, you know, like maybe trying to find a group to run with, that's huge. And then um, that helped me. The first group I ever ran with was that five-mile run that y'all were practicing. You did a five-mile run practicing for the half marathon. Mm, yeah, it was the like first a half course marathon. preview run. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and I was like the last person. And... <laughs> Some old man passed me going up a hill, <laughs> and I was like, I've hit rock bottom. Oh. Like, I just got passed by an old man on a hill. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I learned from that. Mm-hmm. And um, and so also, like, I got into some running apps um, when I was, I was running by myself mostly because nobody wanted to run at odd hours. Now I found a running buddy who mm-hmm. runs at odd, odd hours. In the middle of the night. Yes, yes. Yeah, Reggie is one of my best running. He is my best running buddy. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so um, I think just being able to listen to people and find out like, hey, 
Like, if if you're hurting, like, hey, I'm hurting right here. Have you ever, like, has that ever happened to you? I even remember going to Brittany and saying, hey, like, I have shin splints. Like, what's going on? And she was like, well, try these insoles. Bam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then after that, she was like, okay, well, have you tried? Like, have you talked to Ben McChesney? And I was like, oh, so she got me hooked up with the PT. Mm -hmm. And so, and that changed my life. And Mm -hmm. I wish I had done it like a year earlier Mm -hmm. because I suffered for a year before I did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But just like asking questions. That's that's a big thing. That's Mm -hmm. great Mm -hmm. advice. And then what advice would you give to someone who's maybe been running for a really long time? Someone who would be considered a season? Okay, so I think my best advice, and I I, I feel very inadequate about, like, um, unqualified to, underqualified to give advice to a seasoned runner because I'm not, but I have, uh, I haven't been running very long, but I think, like, um, just running with different people. And trying different runs, like trying trying a tempo run or or running with someone different. I had the opportunity to run with my cousin. He's a year and a half younger than I am. And so we actually got to run together this week. And so that was huge. Well, I just was trying to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I, I, so I ended up running um, six miles under 10. That's awesome. And so, which is fast for me right now. Mm-hmm. Like, um my the chemo drug that I'm on it causes um, me to have arthritis mm-hmm. and so uh, that just you know it's a challenge and so it hurts and um, and I struggle with it but like so I think sometimes I feel like I get into a rut um, and I just and I run the same pace and the same routes and and I and I get bored with that so like switching it up and changing it up and running with somebody different or new or or running a different route or trying a different kind of run, it really changes things. And, and, um, and I'm so thankful for that. That's great advice. And also the amount of people, and we've, you know, you're only our third guest really, mm-hmm. but uh, that are like, I've, I don't feel qualified to give advice. You guys are crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. You're all qualified. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So our final lap question, um, and this is a big one. We've all struggled with it. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we came up with it ourselves, and then we hemmed and hawed for 10 minutes. <laughs> if you're me, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give to yourself 10 years ago? I think um, I think it, it all has to do with faith. Like, if, if I were me 10 years ago, um, not knowing what the future has held for me the last 10 years— um, and the, the hard journeys that I've fought and what I've come through um, is to just, um, I think, to embrace the joy in the situation and the blessing of God's will. Like when I, um, when I realized I had cancer, like, and they said that, they said those words, and I, it was hard to hear. And I went home and I told my husband, like, this happens to people we know, not me, not us. His mother um, actually um, fought breast cancer for ten years, and then, and then they lost her. And so, and so that was, I, I felt like it was unfair for him to have to do that again. And and so, like you know, I think just being able to embrace what's happening and um, and find the joy in it. I mean, there is a time for 
Um, I called it weeping and gnashing of teeth, you know, (laughs) like there's a time for grieving and there's a time to be upset and angry or whatever. But like also there's a time to stop and move on and like, you know, wipe your tears and, you know, fix your makeup, (laughs) you know, and put your best foot forward and just move on. And um, and uh, when like when we found out I was going to have to have chemo and. Um, and I was upset about that, and I didn't want to do it because I knew it was going to be hard. They were going to put me on the, the strongest drug that they had for my for my cancer, and I thought, well, so I'm going to lose my hair, you know, and I had this pretty long blonde hair, and I thought, well, you know, that's going to be really hard, and I just, I knew it would be upsetting, and I thought, well, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm just going to pray for the Lord to help me. Um, embrace the joy in the situation and accept it as a blessing and and to be happy about it and and the day that it happened um, or the after my second treatment it started happening and so and I knew it and I had to get my driver's license picture made and it oh. couldn't be renewed online I had to go in and get my photo taken and I'd already cut my hair so that it was short so it would be easier and then um, I had to spray it because with hairspray, which I never used, but I sprayed a bunch of hairspray all over my head because it was just falling out like spider webs all over. And there was a hole in my hair where I'd slept on the pillow. Mm. So, like, I covered that up, and I got my picture made for my driver's license, and then I went for a run. <laughs> and then after that, I felt much better. And then we shaved my head. After that, we had a head shaving party my family did mm-hmm. at the fire station. Mm-hmm. Y'all got our head shaved, and my poor sweet mother was like, I'll shave my head if you want me to. Oh. And I'm like, Mom, no. <laughs> no. Oh, but, you know, like, just trying to um, to find the joy and embrace it. Guys, I mean, I'm just... I'm just going to put it out there. Being bald was the best thing ever. Like, mm. I loved it. Like, you know, it's so easy. And and um, and you don't have to do... I mean, you can shower in, like, four minutes. Miracles. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I mean, it was amazing. And I would be bald now today, except my husband says that people would still think I was sick mm-hmm. if I was bald. So I just keep my hair short because it's so simple and I love the simplicity of it. I just want life to be simple. Like, so I'm excited about what God has for me in the future. And, you know, like, um, whatever he has for me, whether it's something I want or don't want, I hope that he can continue to strengthen me and help me to accept the blessings and embrace those things and find the joy in the situation no matter what. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much, (laughs) Olivia. We're just honored that you would share your story with us, that you would be a friend of ours and of Tara Running Company for so long. You're just, you've been a blessing to people around you and an inspiration. Well, thank you. It's been an honor to be here. So much fun. We're getting Olivia uh, on the podcast train. (laughs) (laughs) She did confess that she didn't really understand podcasts. And so we have now, I'm going to text her the link and she's going to, she's going to jump on the train. Tara Girls will be her new, first new (laughs) podcast. Yay! (laughs) I'm going to be cool now. Yeah. (laughs) She said it's just like radio. 
And I was like, exactly. That's exactly what it is. is. Except anyone can do it. (laughs) We can do it. Anyone can do it. So um, we need to get better at ending these. Yep. Um, I've realized this as I edit it every week that we don't know what to say to Mm -hmm. end it. Yep. So awkward. (laughs) (laughs) So we, we are ending this. And I know <laughs> that's what we're gonna say. That's no. that's the line you came up with. <laughs> and here we are ending it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tiffany. No, I'm just I don't know. Okay, don't know. well, I'm Brittany. <laughs> okay, now it feels weirder. <laughs> just, just to go with it. Okay. I'm Brittany. I'm Tiffany. And we're the Terror Girls. Bye. (laughs) We want to extend a huge thank you to our friend Olivia for taking time out of her busy schedule to join us and for being willing to share some of her journey with the Terror Girls community. I think everyone will agree that she is truly an inspiration as a runner, a cancer survivor, and a human being. We hope that her story brings you some of that joy that she not only talked about, but exudes as a person. As always, thank you for listening. Until next time.